The key to success in every area of life, whether it's building a business or developing a healthy relationship, whether it's communication or planning a project, is dependent on four steps and in this order. You begin with a vision, a vision that drives the entire product or production or activity or relationship. From vision, we go to outline. From outline to shape, form. And then finally, we finalize it, the final step. This is the fourth and final lesson of a four-part course called How to Be More Productive, based on the four steps of a Kabbalistic model of how everything comes from vision to the final fruition. Please join me. Hi, this is Simon Jacobson, and I welcome you to the final and fourth part of a four-part course, How to Be More Productive. Asiya, finalize. This uh, program is dedicated in memory of Patricia Tepper. So if you've been with us, summing up what we've done in the first, first three parts, was cover the first three steps. For every successful entity, any successful project, whether it's a business, whether it's a, whether it's a relationship, whether it's how to communicate, or developing a product, requires these four steps. We begin with vision, a vision that is the unifying principle that drives the entire project, the entire production. From there, we move to outline. And from there, to shape and form. And now, the fourth step, finalize. These follow the four steps of the Kabbalistic model of creation and creation of everything. In the Hebrew, we start with the four worlds, the four dimensions. Atzilut is vision. Bria is creation. Yitzira is form and shape. Or shape and form. And finally, Asiya is finalizing, and we have the complete, the completion and the fruition of what began with the vision. So what does this fourth step consist of, and why is it so vital? It would make sense that you could be finished after you have your vision, you have your outline, your framework, your skeleton. You fleshed it out in details, as we discussed in the last session. The details, every fine detail. So what does the fourth step add? So on a very basic level, you can say it adds the polishing. You polish it. It's like when you finish a product, you clean it up, you polish it, make sure everything is in its place. A type of like checking up, making sure that everything has been built as you, according to plan. But it's far more than that. In the Kabbalistic model, and that's what we'll begin with, this fourth, fourth final step is actually critical. It's not just coming at someone, a double check 
that everything was built right. In addition to, of course, looking for any details that may have been missing, there's something more. This fourth step, interestingly, connects with the first step. Because here is where the vision has finally come to fruition. You can have, you can build something beautiful, and then the architect or the engineer will come and say something's missing. And it may not be a detail, may, not like you're missing a screw or missing a nail or missing a room or a chapter in the book. That's also possible. But something is not reflecting my initial vision. Because remember, it's not just the sum of, it's not just the parts and the sum of the parts. It's something more, something more ethereal, something less tangible. When you write a book, and you come to the end, you finish. So you've done all the three steps. You had the vision for the book, the concept. Was laid, you laid it out in an outline. Now you fleshed it out into chapters, sub-chapters, however the structure is built. But then you finish it, and you go back and you read it, and say, it's not capturing quite as focused or crystallized my real theme. So then you start doing little touches that are not just to clean it up. The touches are really meant to round it out because you want a cohesive picture here. Just like the vision was a unifier, in many ways the, the finalist, finalizing stage is also a unifier. It's making sure that the outline and the details are all aligned with the vision, but now in actuality, not just in theory. In the vision level, it's driven by the theory, which of course is vital because it has to begin from there. But now you're looking, does the final product, and that's the question you asked, does the final product reflect what I wanted from point number one? There's an interesting statement. In Hebrew, The end of the action is what arose originally in thought. Because the end of the process is what you want. You want to build a house. As vital as it is to have the outline and the skeleton and the structure and then all the rooms and so on, but at the end of the day, you want to move into this house. Or you want to sell it, or you want to give it to someone, or whether it's for a child. You want it to be a place that reflects what your first your initial vision was. And that's more than the sum of the parts. I'll use an example. When you, let's say, compose a word, I'm going to use a word, the word blessing. It's a good word. In Hebrew, bracha, or baruch. It's made up of several letters. B-L-E-S-S or S-S-I-N-G. So when you say the word blessing, it's much more than just the combination of those letters. A B and an L and an E and an S and another S. Those letters independently can be part of other words that have very different meanings, even opposite meanings. What happens when you put letters together and they create a word? So we call it, today we call it synergy. The Kabbalists and the mystics call it a an energy that hovers above them all. Something that's more than the sum of B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G. The meaning of the word blessing. So you can spell it right. And you can do everything right. But, it, but what you want here is its message that it's conveying. When you write a book, as much as the letters are critical, being a good wordsmith, choosing the right words and phrases to express your feelings... You want to make sure it's expressed. That's why often you want to give it to someone else to read, or you reread it after time, or you listen to reader to, to those that are to, to readers of the book and hear their feedback. What is that? What's happening? You're seeing that the end is aligned with the beginning. 
That's where step four becomes so vital. It's the finalization that you can say, I'm ready to deliver it. It's ready to go. And that is more than just the details aligned with an outline, aligned with a vision, is that the final product has that qualitative dimension. Another example. When several people lift up any item, so mathematically speaking, if I can lift 100 pounds and you can lift 100 pounds, together we can lift at least 200, right? But we lift more than 200. There's some synergetic power, something like 210 or 220 pounds. Three of us lift more than three times one. Where's that extra strength coming from? Because something happens when two things come together and work together that's more than the sum of the parts. So in this fourth dimension, in this fourth step, that's what's happening. It's more than the sum of the parts because you're bringing together a final product, which of course we all know is the key to the success. How many projects end up somewhere stuck in middle, not finished for whatever reason? So to be able to finish and finalize and say it's aligned with the vision that I initially had is a very gratifying experience. So in context of our own work, let's take the example that we've been using. One is relationships. So I explained, and I'll continue to explain now, that in relationships you have a few elements here. Let's take love, the very attribute or virtue called, faculty called love. So a person can love, someone sees and one person sees another person, they fall in love with each other, physical looks, emotional compatibility, intellectual compatibility, but if there's no vision necessarily that drives it. So I discussed in the previous uh, classes, in this uh, series, that it could stand, but more likely that at some point it will, it will fall apart because the vision is what keeps people together, keep something together, even through the trials and tribulations of life. A vision also remains forever. When two people like each other, what happens when they stop liking each other? Or their looks change. Or you meet someone else that's more novel or more interesting. A vision, however, is not the sum of the parts. A vision is something overriding each individual's interest. We both share something greater. That vision, in turn, informs the love on the outline level, which means the general way we love each other. We spoke about bringing it into the intellectual dimension and the emotional dimension, the details, and the, finally the, the actual love as it's implemented on a day-to-day basis. So let's discuss this last fourth step in that context. So if there are people who set out, they get married, they deeply love each other, they share vision, they share a structure together, they share the details together, their intellectual and emotional psyches are aligned with each other, but then it still doesn't work. And often it comes down to that they did not have the tools and the wherewithal to implement everything that they dreamed of. How many people say, oh, you know, I had dreams, I was idealistic. Then what happened? It didn't happen for some reason or another. That some reason or other is not such a mystery if you really break it down in these four steps. Because step number four is critical in the sense of have you executed accordingly. 
So in execution, we spoke about the details, but now I'm talking about the final product. So if everything is right on paper, where do you see it? You see it in day-to-day activities. Do these two people who love each other get along? Especially in things that are not the big things, the small little details. How about their family that they built, their children? So the final step is going to really be the litmus test, the ultimate litmus test, whether the other first three steps are coming into real, real, are being realized. And that's why it's so vital in this context. So here it comes down to not so much is the vision in place, is the structure in place, is everything right on paper, is everything so-called mechanically right? Here there's something a little more intangible, and that is, is it clicking? Is it working? And if you follow those first three steps, the likelihood is that it will. But you still need to do one more thing, and that is have the humility to be able to see what's not working. Where do I need to, for example, compromise perhaps? Maybe I'm being too rigid. So even though that goes in the details, but we're talking now in action. Not everything is going to be worked out in the blueprint. You need to now also see it in action. And in action, human beings are sometimes unpredictable. So this fourth step takes into account all that, those elements, those unknowns, the unpredictability, the shifts we go through, and it makes sure that the structure, in this case, the structure called love, is a final love that is really working well. Now, it's possible that there can be a weakness or some shortcoming in the first three steps, but we're focusing now on step number four. The same is correct in a business plan. Take another extreme. You write up a business plan, the vision is there, the vision, vision statement, the mission statement, the outline, the, the details fleshed out, the executive summary is in place. But you read it, and before you present it, you say, mm, something's missing. And it could be a small nuance, but that nuance gives it that extra touch that reflects what the power of this business is, which is one of the reasons we write the executive summary at the end. And why at the end, sometimes you'll see things you could never have imagined or anticipated. So then you summarize it, and maybe even executive summary can go into this fourth step now that I think about it. You summarize it after you've done it. We're not talking about in the beginning. In the beginning, it's the vision that informs. But then comes the next, the final step is the opposite. Looking up from the final product, you see what's lacking here. And you can now apply this to any given situation, anything you're building, this fourth step, its vital component. So let's sum up now the four steps of how to be more productive. And in a very practical way, starting from the vision. Obviously, I'm not going to go over all the four lessons that we have. You can listen to them as many times as you wish. But for context purposes, just to look at it, exactly what I'm talking about. Since we did four, let's now do step number four in the context of this course itself. So we talked about vision being that overriding vision, what drives the entire project. A vision is something that is very hard to just create. You have to have it in you. It's either a passion, something that ignites, that you say, I want to achieve something, fulfill a certain goal, serve a certain need, building a home, love. And the vision is more than just a general, oh, I'd love to have that. It's about actually visualizing what 
it is that you want to accomplish. Very much connected to the calling in your life. So whatever it is that you're doing and you have that vision, that vision is going to be the one that drives the driving engine of everything. But as we've discussed as well, vision is amorphous. A vision is, is uh, still in a, nuke, in, a, uh, in a nebulous state. What you want it to bow, become is translated into an outline. The outline is meant to capture the vision into an out, a structure. Not everybody that has a good vision can create an outline, and vice versa. The outline then will lead to fleshing out the details, and it has to be in this order. You reorder it, or do it in a different order, it's all messed up. You can't begin with an outline, then go to the details, then go to an outline, then to a vision, or any other order. It has to be in this order. What is the fourth step in this context that we've been discussing? The fourth step is that now we're taking the details, which is informed by the outline, which is informed by the vision, and we're looking at it, we're stepping back and looking at it. Yes, this is the masterpiece that I wanted, that an artist can say, that a composer can say, that an architect can say, an author can say, a lover can say. Whatever area it is, it's that stepping back and looking at it, fine-tuning, as we discussed, but also making sure it carries that hovering energy that was defined by the vision. Now, not put, my point here is not to repeat myself. It's to really put it into the context of these four steps. In the Kabbalistic model, what we call Atzillus Bria Yitzira Asiya, it's extremely eloquent when you go into the details of each of these four steps, how each of them adds something that the other does not we spoke about it in context of, let's say, even shaping a uh, raw piece of material, raw piece of clay into a nice, beautiful pot, pottery. So the vision, of course, drives what do you want to create. Let's say you want to create a beautiful vase for your table or to give as a gift. Okay? So you need a vision for it. Then you need the material itself, the raw material. You just create the general shape. You then, def- shape it, you, you then do the fine-tuned shaping, which, of course, is going to create the final product. And then you finalize it. The finalizing is the touches, but also saying, does this align with what I originally intended? Now, when you apply these four steps, especially in our emotional lives, that's where it gets most complicated, because emotional lives are driven by impulse often and spontaneous. It's one thing writing a business plan. It's another thing methodically building a structure or building a company. So there too, plenty of mistakes are made. So these four steps will be, are critical to really doing it right. But where it gets most entangled is in the emotional realm of our, realm of our lives because there we're not using our cognitive skills entirely. Where we say, okay, let's go by step by step. When two people are in love, they don't say, oh, let's go back to the blueprint. What step are we at? It takes away the... The spontaneity, it takes away the energy, the, the, the enchantment of the relationship. But yet, at times, we need to take stock and be accountable. And accountability requires looking at what's going on. We don't have to wait for trouble or problems in a relationship to go back and see whether our four steps are in place. That's why it's vital from time to time. It's going to be a beautiful exercise. Two people were together with each other, spouses, families, it could be parents and children, it could be with friends, and sit down and just 
take these four steps and say, let's look at our lives. It's a great way to get a, get, begin. You sit down with another person, people care you care about, and say, you know, I heard about a new idea, or maybe it's not such a new idea, this Kabbalistic model. Let's try it out in our lives. And begin any way you like. What vision do you have in any area? I have a vision my children should be professionals, contribute to this world. Okay. And go through the four steps and see how that vision has informed what and how it, how it ended up or where it is. Maybe you're in the middle of it. I assure you that not only will it be entertaining, but it will be surprising because it forces you in a good way to look at what you are, who you are, what you're doing, and how it's driven by either random circumstances, which unfortunately is often the case, or how much is driven by that type of organization. Now, I don't want to make, to make this too rigid, that everything must actually run like a machine. We are human beings, after all. You can always keep that in mind. You don't want to start forcing yourself into a structure that is superimposed and feels forced. But at the same time, you want things to be done in the most effective and productive possible way. And to do that, it's critical and necessary to look at it from time to time. As I said, this exercise would be very, very interesting. Try it out. Take any area. It doesn't have to be the big ones in your life. You can move to the big ones later. It can be something smaller. I just was speaking to a group of people who, of course, under COVID, we've all become more tentative in all kinds of challenges. And I suggested these four steps to them, especially when you're in lockdown or you can't travel as much, because it's so easy to lose control when control has been taken from us, when life is disrupted, that it's vital to regain control by creating some type of structure. Now, BC, before COVID, people didn't feel the need for it. They, thought, they felt that they had control. They had their schedules coming and their summer schedule plans and their travel, and whether it was going to the theater or going to a restaurant or uh, whatever it was. Everybody had their, nobody was thinking twice about their plans. But suddenly when those plans were disrupted, then it's an excellent opportunity to step back and say, okay, what is the vision of my life? What's the vision of what I'm doing? Even again, on, even on a small level, on a small scale, of projects that you're right now involved in. And as I said, it will always be illuminating. Hardly are you ever going to find a perfect situation. So there'll always be, you can say, you know what, my vision is strong, but my outline is not that great. My outline is excellent, but the details are not. Or all three are in place, but the finalized step is not. Or it could be the other way around. You can have things that are good, better on the lower levels, and the vision is not so strong in place. So it's interesting to be able to identify in, these four, in this four-step process where you're strong, what needs improvement, what needs enhancement. Every area of life, you subject these four step, this four-step formula, I assure you, it will become a more productive, more actualized, and above all, the actualization of your very purpose in life. Because at the end of the day, the big vision is you. Why are you here? That big vision mission statement. Why are you here? It's very hard to answer such a big question. But when you take these four steps in whatever area of life, it can help bring you back. Okay, so now the question is, what is the vision of my life? I would like to live a long, healthy life. But what mark would you like to make? What contribution? Using the skills, the talents, the acquired knowledge and experience you've gained, 
in any given area. And then the next three steps, the vision turns into some outline, the outline of your life. Now, I know many of us will look back and say, I can't change what happened in the past. But you know, an interesting thing, whatever happened in the past is still part of your narrative. It's still part of your story. And we have the vision in place, the outline, even though the outline is perhaps directing the future, but it could also encompass the past because the past is part of who you are. It's taught you, who, who, it's taught you what you know today. Kierkegaard famously said, we can only understand our life backwards, but we have to live our lives frontwards. So when we look back, many times things that may have seemed random, may have seemed accidental, may have seemed unwanted even, become part of your story, part of your narrative. So your narrative is being written, even as you go, even the past is also being encompassed in the vision of your life, the outline, moving toward the details, and seeing how each detail going forward and each detail in the past are all part of your story. And of course, the final story, the finalizing, isn't necessarily the last day of your life. May everyone live and be well for a long time. But finalizes also, and every day, when this vision is informing the outline and the details, every day you're finalizing in a certain way. The projects of this day, informed by the bigger vision. So think of your life as a book. We know the past, we know the past chapters. The, the coming chapters, we may, may not know most of the details. But it doesn't mean we can't have a vision for it. It doesn't mean that we are not part and partners in the unfolding drama of your own destiny. And that's what makes it so beautiful. Because the book that your life is, is not just a book, a, a static book. It's not passive. It's mobile. It's active. It's pulsating all the time. It's a work in progress. And you are part of being the author. Yes, the co-author would be God because there are factors and there are elements that you cannot predict that you can't even control. But you control your attitude toward it and you control how you're going to use whatever comes your way. And there's no doubt, trust me, if you have that vision, then whatever does come your way, even things that are unexpected and even unwanted, you'll figure out a way how that also becomes part of your story. I'll use myself as an example. When COVID struck, unexpected, and we all know the challenges, we all faced all kinds of difficulties, or people around me, some were ill, some died, tragically. So it wasn't, a small, it wasn't and isn't a small little matter. But because I was trained to do what I do, I went right into action. And I'm not saying this to toot my horn, I'm saying it just as an example. I use my vision and my mission to now be applied to the situation we're in. That's what it comes down to. You train your entire life, then the moment comes, you're suddenly in the circumstances you didn't even expect, but you've been trained, you have the tools. So your vision is informing the new situation you're in, which you did not expect, and you're able to navigate, just like a captain of a ship may not know everything coming up, up ahead, whether there'll be a storm or there'll be an iceberg and so on, but he's been trained to navigate, so he learns how to navigate. So the vision is directing the navigation, the outline, the details, and every day and every moment you are doing one part of this story. So there's an element of finalizing even in a microcosmic level in the step-by-step -step process of our lives. 
There's so much more that can be said about this, and that's why I invite you all to contact us, contact me, if you have any further questions about this topic. I hope I did justice to this Kabbalistic model in a way that can be implemented by any one of us. And remember, it takes time to really master it, so to speak. But use paper, pen and paper, or a computer, whatever that works. Pen and paper, I like pen and paper because you're, like, you're more in touch with it. To actually lay out whatever area you are, these four steps. Vision, outline, shape, and finalize. And apply that to any given project. You can do it easily with children. You can do it with yourself. You can do it with spouses, as I mentioned. And I hope I did justice to it, offering it to the public, to yourself, to use it well. And the goal of it all is obviously to make help you live a more meaningful, more productive, more actualized life in fulfilling your, your vision, your greater vision for which you were sent to this world. May you be blessed with the strength and the courage and the fortitude to navigate well. And please be in touch. MeaningfulLife.com is our website. If you've enjoyed this, please share with others. Comment, feedback, subscribe is all much appreciated because at the end of the day, these teachings are meant to spread like a ripple effect, helping one, helping another. Just as I was taught, my gift is to continue to teach and I hope you feel the same way, paying it forward. Everyone be well. Again, Simon Jacobson, Meaningful Life Center, MeaningfulLife.com. And let us stay in touch, synergize, be well. This program is brought to you by the Meaningful Life Center. Please help us continue our programs. Make even a small contribution at MeaningfulLife.com donate.